I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Big 12 College Experience Preview and Picks Edition for Saturday, March 2nd. On the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today, use that promo code TCESGPN, then go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com says dog to enter the bonus contest today. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and an SGPN $50 gift card. And we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download that Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code TCESGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. everybody to the big 12 college experience it is the best month of the year it is march Mm. which means march madness is on the horizon but we do have some big 12 regular season games to preview before we get to the madness we got three games left in the regular season but hey if you're wondering who you're listening to i am moneyline mac aka the former former video coordinator for bob huggins and frank martin and we're talking big 12 hoops which means i'm joined by uh He's always fighting a uh, – well, no, he's actually a walking contradiction because he was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa. He lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He's got a nice couple dogs, one in the background. He co-hosts the Ryan Rush Show, Rambling Rush. What's up, man? Uh, there's a little family Civil War component, too. Not not as uh, bad as yeah. Troy's, but – yeah, it's it's March. Um, as you know, a shout out to Tibbles who who likes to come in and join Troy. I I have one of uh, two of the Basset Hounds in the screen behind me, which means it's March. It's dog season. It is. Those dogs are starting to bark. Roo, 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 roo. Let, yeah, let's <laughs> let's go. There might hey. be a dog in Morgantown tomorrow that that it's going to get picked. There might be. There might be. But hey, if you're wondering who that other dog is barking, it's third man in the box who's barking. Uh, you guys know him as a six times Zen champion. Also. He's the green mowing weed growing. Uh, Troy Tuning, a.k.a. the Big 12 Guru. What is up, man? Happy March. What's going on? Happy March. We got tournament basketball and spring training baseball that turns into regular season games that actually matter. Um, the Nats won't be 20 games under 500 for at least a month or so. So uh, we'll have a couple of fun, good games to start off the year, but I'm over here trying to put down some uh, vodka and Mountain Dew Code Red before this Caps game tonight. So, mm. love it. Love really it. getting after it. Oh yeah, and hey, cheers everybody! Welcome to Happy Hour, part of the Big Twelve College Experience, where we hit the opening lines and start the weekend off right. So, hey, all right, let's recap the week first and talk about where we're at standings wise. Uh, Houston obviously gets it done once again. They go to twelve and three. 
Iowa State gets it done as well. They're on their heels at 11 and four. Then you've got a clump of teams at nine and six with Baylor and Kansas because BYU was able to go to the fog and get it done uh, mm. with Kevin McCullough's sideline. So BYU and TCU and Texas Tech now sitting at eight and seven because Tech took it on the chin against Texas, who's at seven and eight, Oklahoma seven and eight, K State still climbing seven and eight, UCF alone at six and nine because they went to Stillwater and one, Cincinnati five and ten. OK State and West Virginia still in the basement at 4-11. and 11. Rush, thoughts from this week, man? Dude, how about the Super Soakers, man? Yeah. Going in the fog, uh, ending the, the what was it, 19 game um, in a row for, for Kansas. Went in there, showed up to fight. That's now, like, my prediction was, you know, BYU would win the rest of their Home games, lose the rest of their way games and finish nine and nine. So they'll still finish nine and nine. This is typical BYU. They'll go into Kansas win and then they'll lose to Oklahoma State in Provo. It's 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 now I know the the actual formula for the rest of the season for BYU. But hey, we're we're getting to that uh time in the year where it's like the three through seven seed or whatever it is is all the same and it goes down to the tiebreakers. And curious how it'll shake up um come tournament time. Excited to to cover the tournament here on the Big 12 College Experience. We'll, I guess we'll go live after each day and, and break down the game. It's going to get fun here in a couple weeks. Yes, it will. Troy, your thoughts, man. Another another good week in, 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 in the Big 12. Yeah, and the, the shiny Knights win it outright. How about that? The, yeah. the, small, the small dog, the little yapper. Yeah, uh, yeah I, was, um, I was pretty convinced that they were going to be able to cover that game as it was going on, but then, you know, Oklahoma State just has issues when when another team has any kind of backcourt defensive semblance and you ask small. I mean, we'll get into this with their matchup coming up this weekend, but when there's two other guys that you have to rotate small between guarding, depending on who's hot or if you just decide to put them on one, and the other team can kind of switch off how they guard him throughout the game, at least until crunch time, they just look like they run out of gas, and that's yeah. pretty much exactly what happened. I mean, I know UCF's defense is pretty stingy, but, I mean, not really surprising to me. I told you they were the dog of the week, so shiny nights, bath salts, keep it rolling. It's about to, I mean, I'm sure it's already, you know, 75, 80 degrees down there. We're, we're already into swim trunk season, so, you know, one of these years in the future, UCF is going to get into the tournament, and uh, we're going to get to see live watch parties with, like, Huge knockers hanging out by the pool down in <laughs> down in Orlando. It's going to be awesome, dude. It might be next year. It could be yes. next year. Yes, we yes. might even get to see like a, a, a CBI or NIT uh, watch party down in down in Orlando. <laughs> yes, yeah, we we will get to see that. I, I I love UCF, and like you said, get get down to the bounce house rush. I know we got some questions uh, that were tweeted at us, so. Let's fire away with those before we hit an ad read. We, we we do have a couple questions. And, of course, always feel free to reach out to us on, on Twitter and or the X, whatever you want to call it now. Good friend of the show, someone we've had on the Ryan and Rush show before, uh, Syracuse season ticket holder, our buddy Zach, has three questions for us. I figured we go around each person and uh, can answer their share. So, Ryan, we'll start with you. Question number one, um, what – I'm assuming, obviously, the assumption is that you're impressed with Houston in their first yep. year of the Big 12. What about this Houston team? Are you really impressed with where have they exceeded expectations? And do you have any, I guess, concerns coming up for them? Um, 
I think what's made them really good is is adding Cryer to the mix of their culture. That they it's a guy that's offensively talented uh, that they didn't have a, another shot maker, and why they've kind of stumbled national in the champ. last. Yeah, what they he's won a national championship. He's been a role guy on that team, and to pair him with uh, Jamal Shedd, who's going to probably be the Big Twelve Player of the Year, should be. Um, it's a perfect perfect backcourt and. They're just they're so disciplined and well coached, and it seems like they're always Kelvin Sampson's always finding a way to trick him into hey it's us against the world. And I I mean to put in perspective, the only two times that Kansas has not won the Big Twelve in the last twenty years, twenty twenty one Baylor they won the national championship, twenty nineteen Texas Tech they were up three with ten seconds against Virginia had a chance to win the national championship. So if you win this league over Kansas you're battle tested to win the national championship. So I, I still think that they're under undervalued. I think they're better than oh, UConn yeah. and Purdue. I, I think everybody just won't completely buy in because it's not sexy. Yeah. And we'll, I mean, that could be a good thing for Houston too. It's what we saw with UConn last year, kind of flying under that radar. And then we, all of a we sudden need them like, to lose. <laughs> hey, yeah. this, this might be a good weekend for that uh, yeah. former coach returning to an old stomping ground. Next question's for you, Troy. Can Baylor make a deep run in the tourney? What would you consider deep, Elite Eight? Because I, I think, think that might I think that might be a little out of their reach. I think the second weekend is reachable for them. I do think that they're going to be a candidate for an early upset for sure. They're... Mm-hmm. They're a lot like Houston on the offensive end where if they're making their baskets, you have a very small chance of beating them. When they're shooting the three ball the way that they do when they're at their best, they can beat any team in the nation. But the problem is that consistency hasn't been there and they don't have that intensity and defensive focus that Houston does or that the 2021 team did that won the national title. So I don't know. I think... It's going to be scary for them in the first weekend with Jacoby Walter probably being the highest scorer on the team. You're going to have a freshman that you're going to be leaning on that. I mean, the last couple of games, he has started to look a little bit better, a little more willing to shoot the ball, regardless of whether it's going in or not. But if you're going to lean on him late in games with that much pressure on you, and if for some reason they get seated up against a team that has any amount of experience throughout their roster, I could see that being an issue. I don't think that they're, I I would not be surprised to see them make the sweet 16 or the elite eight, but I do think that elite eight is, is a little bit of a reach. I think they'll make it to the second weekend and maybe lose that matchup. So you'll say probably elite eights, their ceiling more than likely. I, I fair enough. That's kind of the line. They have enough. They have enough three-point shooters that that the same thing can happen where they get hot and and make a deep run. But I just haven't seen that for you know a five or six-game stretch throughout the year yet. So what makes me think that they're going to go three weekends in a row doing it? They could. They could. They could go on like a Miami run where they just make everything for like you said a four four game stint. But then as soon as they do have an off night, they're not. They're not as good defensively. But they, but they have gotten better with the zone. So I do agree with you, Troy. They seem like an Elite Eight team. I think that's right. And then final question before we head to break, Moneyline Mac. Um, well, I'll start with this because I know you'll have a, you'll have a little uh, backup <laughs> on this based off of 
uh, certain court stormy, stormy weekend last weekend. What is your beef with the ACC? Genuinely curious. And so, I mean, all of us come from the Northern Virginia area. I mean, we grew up loving the ACC and what a competitive basketball environment it was. I mean, it kind of was the ACC before what is the Big 12 now. I mean, the Duke-Maryland games that you brought up, Ryan, you know, we watched Virginia, Virginia Tech go at it. I mean, obviously, uh, I guess Louisville's a little different. But, you know, the, as time's gone on, it's the common thing we've seen is, and I would say this with, the Pac-12, what we saw last year. I mean, you just had a team play in the national championship for football, and now you're done after this year. And it's the common saying, pride before the fall. I think the ACC has done a terrible job of adapting, done a terrible job of relating to the college fan bases, thinking their shit doesn't stink, to be quite frank. And I know, Zach, you're you're a Syracuse fan, and we're not even – I think we all see Syracuse more as that traditional Big East team than this ACC you know, kind of elitism, the coastal team, but you see Duke fans freaking out over court storming. I mean, Florida state realizing that, you know, they need to kind of get out to better their football program. It's just been this collective of a lot of little things that they've done not to adjust or keep some of the traditional things or, and it's just been a lot of bad decisions kind of led by people who are out of touch with, I guess, today's consumer um, especially in the college ranks. I mean, we joked about it on the Pac-12 funeral, but it's like these coastal elites kind of trying to tell a middle middle America how to run their stuff. And we're just tired of it. We're done with it. So I, th- I think that's been our biggest problem with the ACC. Yeah, and they're, they're like you said, Russ, they're, they're out of touch with reality. And and they they haven't spent what, what the other leagues have done. They just think, hey, we're the ACC. We're always going to remain at the top. But And now the new thing is they're bitching about the net. Um, but but the problem with the net, and they said we're gonna play for example, we'll take Pitt for example, because we like to pick on Pitt. Pitt's talking about how we should have just played the worst non-conference schedule like a TCU or Iowa State. Well, you did. You you did, and you lost to Missouri at home, who hasn't won an SEC game. So when you lose a game with a bad schedule and your best non-conference win is West Virginia with six fucking players, you're sorry, you're not gonna get the benefit of the doubt there. And 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 you want to know why the ACC's net numbers suck? Louisville lost multiple bye games. Georgia Tech lost a bye game. Uh, Notre Dame lost multiple. They got beat by the Citadel, the fucking Citadel, by eleven thirty. <laughs> um, you could go down the list. Florida State lost a fucking uh, bye game to uh, who was it? Stetson, I think. So you just go down the list, and the ACC they just they they're so out of touch with reality, and yeah. it. They, I, I, they've had a couple nice runs in, in March, and they, I guess that's what they cling to of why they're undervalued. But to, to be honest, man, it's Duke, Duke and Carolina in, yeah. in that league, and everybody else is average to below average. And and, I, and, and the other thing, man, their atmospheres suck. Those games suck. You, you, you turn on the TV. Nobody's at a Boston College game. Nobody's at a Florida State game. Nobody's uh, at a Louisville. I mean Louisville. I mean it, nobody's at these games other than Duke, Carolina. You could throw Virginia in there. Um, Syracuse is all right, but they definitely have taken a step back. Um, yeah, so I, it's, it's just it's a it, it's it's a mediocre league. It's a six it best. It's it's not it's not and, even on the same level as Mountain West. And honestly, like uh, when Chad says ACC hate, I think the the biggest thing that stands out for me, especially growing up in this area and being so uh, exposed to ACC basketball. Yeah. I used to watch it because the teams that were good, I was hoping would get upset. 
Like you know that you know you're a good league when there's real hate coming towards you. When people don't give a shit, then that's not like you're a great league. It's not, you know, you don't have people turning on the TV nearly as much to watch Duke possibly lose a basketball game the way that you did in the past. That's because they're not as good as they used to be. It, yeah. The same thing goes for North Carolina. The same thing goes for pretty much every ACC school. Now, you accept that, you put a little bit of money into it, and you you start getting back to where you were. That's a little different. But during the time period where it's obviously a lull in the ACC, you can't act like it's there's there's no different competition than you know five to seven years ago versus now. Yeah, and I say. I, I, I think we can end on because I know we need to hit an ad break, but is I think a lot of people get confused, right? When they apply for a job, when they try to do anything, they try to say, I've done this, I've done that. But it's not necessarily about what you've done. It's about what you're going to be able to do in the future. And right now, the ACC relies on their history and their past and thinking that's enough for them to propel forward. And it's not. And I think, Ryan, from our standpoint, too, what they've done to West Virginia now that they want us doesn't help either but oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm sure i'm sure there'll be plenty of time for this acc uh hey but ryan i'll turn it back over to you i know we need to hit some ads and predict some games because someone in the chat's about to let us know that we haven't predicted any where are picks <laughs> yeah where's the where's the picks at and uh let's go baby uh chad g you're wrong the acc is not better than the mountain west let's go um we're brought to you by underdog fantasy you, you can play alongside your favorite uh players all season long over at underdog fantasy Troy, what do you got cooking up here, baby? We got a couple that um, I'll get into the reasoning when we we go through their games. But um, coming off a hot one with Raekwon and Jacoby both going higher than their point totals in the middle of the week. Um, we're going back to Jacoby. He's at 14 and a half again, so we're going to hammer that higher. He's been shooting the ball three or four more times more than he was beforehand. And we're also going Dylan DeSue. He's at 18 and a half, and I'm still rolling with the higher on that. I um. I don't really see Oklahoma State having anybody uh, that can slow him down in the post or, you know, when he extends out. So I look to see him score a lot. I know he just took the average scoring lead over Max Admus. So going with him. All right. I like it. Get over there. Get over to Underdog Fantasy. And we're teaming up with Underdog so that you know we have much more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today, promo code TCESGPN. Then go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter for a chance to win. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline today. 
All righty, we are back on the Big 12 College Experience. They're not, we're not waiting around, baby. Uh, let's go to let's go to Wacko Waco for the opener um, mm. in the Big 12. Uh, where is it at? There we go. Kansas is headed to Waco, and this line is about what I thought it would open as. Baylor's laying four and a half. Um, I mean, I, I as much as I love Bill Self and, and a bounce back opportunity, I don't think McCullough's playing. He's no already just, just, He's just the way the way his comments are, and well, he doesn't feel like he he's knows. a true, true Big 12 champion because you're not playing the round robin. Like the excuses are starting to come out of Lawrence a little bit that they're just not that good this year. Um, when you, when they lose at the fog this late in the year, there's issues. And Hunter Dickinson is soft, softer than uh, running diarrhea. And I, I just I, – I think Baylor's going to put it on them. I think they smell blood here. And I think this is a great spot like Texas Tech to take down the, the team that's ran this league for many years. And Baylor is, is starting to peak at the right time. They They – they, that second half comeback against uh, Houston really gave them momentum headed into TCU. I was super impressed with them on Monday night, and they got the rest advantage here too. I love, I love Baylor. I love Baylor to pull away here, win by double digits, make shots. I, I like Baylor too. I know Kansas won this first matchup at the Fog by three, but Dewan Harris took twelve shots. We haven't seen him take twelve shots in any game since then. Um, and Misi kind of handled Hunter Dickinson pretty well. I know I know Dickinson still had like 14 or 16 points and seven rebounds or something like that, but that's not – without McCuller there, Hunter Dickinson's going to have to go for 25 and 15 or something like that. Misi had 21 and, and, and a pretty good amount of rebounds on him, and Jacoby Walter scored 17 points in that game, two of nine from the three-point line. I don't think he shoots that poor at home. I'm riding with Baylor here. I think they cover this. I think this is almost like a, a one of the games that tricks you into gaining too much confidence in Baylor here. I think they win this game by seven or eight points. I think Baylor wins, but I think it's a one possession game. This this is I know McCuller out, and that's that's why I'm very hesitant to to. And like we talked about, I'm I'm willing to say that Kevin McCullough is the best player on that Kansas team. He uh, he oh, not even close. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, I I got to join you guys. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm joining you guys. Baylor minus four and a half. I mean, this Kansas team they're they're weak, man. Hunter is he's softer than the uh, hundred dollar bills that they pay him, and and yeah, it, it's just and they don't have McCullough and their bench isn't deep. This is this is an off year for Kansas. They're ranked too high. They're not the seventh best team in the country either. It's the, the these rankings should be switched. Um, yeah, I'll I'll join you guys. Baylor minus four and a half. I would I would say that Kansas would be rightfully ranked if McCuller was healthy, but it's I agree. He's their tough guy. He's the they yeah. have no toughness on the defensive end without him because he guards multiple positions and he's their best offensive guy. So, and and, and we've talked about it. When Dickinson's uh, got to be the guy, he's not winning games. He's not winning hard games in this league. If anybody's been exposed coming to the Big 12, it's been Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson for sure. Yeah, he's just – there's a reason why Michigan – and Noah doesn't like to hear this. There's a reason why Michigan went to the fucking NIT with two lottery picks and Hunter Dickinson. Hey, other than Juwan Howard just can't coach, but uh, – that's, <laughs> that's, that's a big part of it. That's that, a conversation yeah. for another time. Uh, Kennedy's on Baylor too. Baylor sweep. Let's go. Norway. Sick them, baby. 
Sick of sick of sick of the man. old Friday afternoon four way. My fucking favorite. <laughs> you make a good point too, Troy. Baylor almost wanted the fog just a couple weeks ago. So and Kansas was playing significantly better basketball then than they are right now. I would say. Yeah, I know they weren't playing like uh, you know a Big Twelve regular season champ or anything really throughout the year almost. And uh, also note to everyone, they beat UConn, um, and they're not going to win the conference. UConn's going to run away with theirs by a mile. Um, So, you know, maybe Houston isn't, like, exposing the Big 12 as being bad. Maybe Houston's just really fucking good. Well, yeah, uh and and to that point, Troy, I I keep seeing the ACC's record against the Big 12. They didn't play fucking Houston. They didn't play Kansas. Half of the wins are against West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and UCF. So, it's and, not a true challenge. And, and uh, to respond to Daquan, I do agree. I do think Bill Self is the better coach, but I don't think it's by that much. I don't think he's a significantly better college basketball coach right now than Scott Drew. Yeah. And again, I don't, I don't know if Bill Self is worth five and a half points considering that they're not that deep and their best player is probably not going to play in this game. I, mean, I, I agree. The BYU not- white kids iced them at the end of the game because they didn't have any kind of experience or their their one stretch forward guy in McCuller that opens everything up. Baylor's one of the better shooting teams in the nation, too. They're pretty much just BYU, but not as white. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I do agree with you, including the point where they, they have a little bit of BYU in terms of making shots, and they're not white. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they got some more athletes than than BYU does, but hey, BYU gets it done too. Uh, all right, let's go to Austin, where this is going to be an easy pick, guys. Oklahoma State's going to Austin. Texas is laying ten and a half. I am on the Cowboys. The Cowboys play well in Austin. Uh, Mike Boyden has played well, and Texas is off the win of the fucking year, where they played out of their minds, made every single jump shot. Max A. Smith couldn't miss. Uh, Hunter couldn't miss. Brock Cunningham's over there hip-checking people like it's <laughs> fucking hockey. Uh, this is, honestly, Oklahoma State, I think, is going to be live in this game. This is kind of the sleepy spot where Oklahoma State might pick them off. Give me Texas to win in overtime. Some some crazy bullshit that they survived. And this would solidify uh, them in the dance. I I mean, I thought that win on earlier in the week at Tech solidified their resume, but um, it would still be nice to not drop this game from their standard. Um, talking about that Brock Cunningham hit, that shit was hilarious. The way that yeah. he just looked at the referee and shrugged his shoulders like, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything. They <laughs> yeah, could have used that in the fucking <laughs> Sugar Bowl against Washington. They needed him out there at linebacker. <laughs> no, no Jesus doubt. Christ. No um, Texas hasn't won back-to-back games since January 23rd. Oklahoma State has one road win in the conference. Texas is covering this game. Um, UCF just beat Oklahoma State at home. Oklahoma State has given up. They, I know we always say they play well late in the season for Mike Boynton. They're, so, they're solidly out of any kind of postseason play. This isn't one of those like, oh, man, if we make a run here at the end of the year, you know, we're kind of near that first four out or next four out or something like that. No, they, uh, they've they got two guards, like I was saying, 
They've got two guards that Small's going to have to guard one or the other throughout the whole game, and both Hunter and Admus can or Asmus can switch off and guard him half and half throughout the game. And I think again, Dylan Dessou with no real opposition in the post is just going to eat. I'm 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 laying the points with Texas at ten and a half. Ooh. So my wife is actually uh, currently in Austin right now for for a bachelorette party. I recommended going to this game. For some reason, they don't want to go. I, I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> but I guess it happens on a bachelorette party. She She's bringing the, some Mountaineer love down there. And uh, Ryan, I agree with you, man. I, I think Texas is coming off the win of the century. I think Oklahoma State has another win or two in them. Uh, Boynton, depending on his future, my guess is he's not going to be there next year. But, you know, he's one of, he wants to grind out this win. We talk about Texas is a favorite. It's not really a good play. Yeah. I'm not saying Oklahoma State's going to win this game, but I I don't think – I mean, that hook is just, I think, the difference in it for me. So I'm with you. I'm going to go Oklahoma State plus 10.5. We'll see what Kennedy oh, – Kennedy's joining the Oklahoma State too, staying out of the state of Texas. Probably good for him. Who'd you say Kennedy took? Uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Uh, quick side note: Big Monday is Baylor and Texas. That's true. That's another so, point I meant to bring up. Not a look ahead for Baylor. Obviously, they're playing Kansas. Nobody overlooks Kansas, but Texas would be in the uh, look ahead seat if if you believe in that angle. Um, all right, let's get over to Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Research all NBA with stalker and with historical data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft a bets to craft a more intelligent data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com code SUPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with the Hall of Fame bets, baby. All righty. We're back on the Big 12 College Experience. Shout out to chat live and well. Daquan, I am a big Bill Self guy, but he doesn't like his team. Uh, I don't like his team much either. So give me uh, – I, I I, dude, I've been on fire on Kansas games. I can't remember the last Kansas game I missed. I was on BYU. You uh, were? I, I, I knew that was a bad matchup, and obviously <laughs> the call of the year is when – my game of the year when I took Kansas as a dog in the fog against uh, Houston and, and against UConn in the fog. So – yeah, we've been Kansas has been a good team for us to get a read on. Uh, all right, let's go to the smelliest line of the fucking weekend. Oh my god, Iowa State remains one game back of the Houston Cougars. Iowa State is laying four at the bounce house where Iowa or UCF has been a pain in everybody's ass down there. Man, they've been even on the road sometimes, they've been a pain. Their defense always shows up at home, though. Like, I think they have – I think it's like five or six points less they allow at home compared to on the road. It's something yeah. pretty significant. Oh, man. So, Iowa State's coming off back-to-back home wins. I'm going to go UCF. I think UCF might win this game. I, I think Iowa State is due for a bad road game. They, they've played so well on the road over the last month. Um, maybe a little bit of a look ahead, too, with BYU on deck. Uh, BYU's on their heels. Um, I, I know that they're in the race, but, hey, man, this line's short for a reason. UCF is a – that place is going to be on fire. I mean, th- those home atmospheres have been off the charts. Give me a, give me the shiny nights, uh, and I'm going to take the points here with the short number. I um, 
I don't really have any conviction on this one at four. I felt pretty good about taking UCF at five or five and a half, but I think at four, I'm going to lay it with Iowa state. Um, won't be a serious uh, unit bet for me on this one, but the serious unit bet will be taking the under at 133 and a half in this game. Like, like I was saying, the UCF defense really shows up at home. I don't know. And well, also Iowa State d- just doesn't score the basketball as well on the road either. So you've got a little double trouble issue there. I don't know if UCF quite has the offensive talent, but yeah. Uh, this line's short, man, isn't it? Yeah, it's very short. <laughs> I think, I think Iowa State. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with uh, Iowa State minus four because they know the uh, the implications of trying to win a, a regular season title here. This UCF team's pretty good. Like, if you, we talked about the ACC earlier in this episode, they might be going dancing if they were in the ACC. Like, it, there's there's something to be said about them. They're they're just a pain in everyone's asses. Uh, I, I think this line reeks. I'm, I normally like you look at it and you're like, Oh, you know, Iowa state's going to win by, but I think this is a game where kind of that traditional Iowa state on the road comes out. They're due for one of these before, you know, the, the big 12 tournament in March, I'm going to take UCF with the, with the points. I I just, I think this one, this game's going to be, this game will mean a little bit more to UCF than it will to Iowa State. And Kennedy's going to go Iowa State as well. Or Iowa State with you, Troy. Cyclone. Chat, wait till you see this line. (laughs) No, this is easy. It's going to Morgantown. And they're only laying three and a half. Oh, Oh, this is easy. Uh, West Virginia outright. Texas Tech is banged up, uh, especially in the front court. Texas Tech, I know they're coming off – the drilling but they they are also not a good road team and west virginia has been playing better over the last two weeks almost won in manhattan almost won in ames and they beat they beat the crap out of ucf the game before that so playing better um it'll be interesting to see what happens with warren washington if he's out that really really hurts him so uh yeah give me the ears here saturday night home dog this is easy let's go mountaineers yeah, the uh, the system is you pick them to cover at home and you pick them to get completely blown out on the road. Um, the road blowout didn't really work, but covered the, uh, the last two on the road. They did. Yeah. They did cover the last one. Uh, what was it? Ninety four, ninety. Yes. Yeah, and they, they were covered twenty five with ten minutes left, and they took the lead. I see. Um, I see Texas Tech kind of sputtering right now, and I think mm-hmm. um, even though West Virginia, you know, they covered on the road, they weren't. You know, they weren't able to win the games, but I think they they look like they're starting to play a little bit of basketball, at least on the offensive side. Yeah. But I'm laying the points with Tech. <laughs> After all that. Good. Good. Yeah, we didn't need a sweep. Good job, Troy. Yeah, thank you, Troy. Uh, West Virginia's winning this game. Uh, Joe Toussaint makes his return to Morgantown. Like you said, Ryan, Texas Tech's more on the banged up end. Uh, West Virginia's playing really well as of late. Plus, we need to get Chad G. His uh, I saw his post on on Twitter, the Morgantown mush. And uh, we need to get him at even units after this game. So uh, this this, one, in. this one's for you, Chad G. Uh, yeah, good, good. This is when the turnaround happens. All of a sudden you go to a two, three zone and this is a completely different team. Boy, and uh, tech doesn't shoot the ball that well. Uh, other than Isaacs, uh, pop Isaacs is their guy. So yeah. um, 
I, yeah. I, and I'm not just saying this too. I mean, they've done well at that six o'clock Saturday spot in Morgantown. I feel I'll, I'll be at this one. I feel good about this game. I really do. I think, you know, Ryan, we like to play it up a little bit, you know, West Virginia and stuff, have fun with people in the chat, but sometimes, you know, we just feel good. We just kind of know, we know our team. Right. And yeah. I feel like this is, this is the one we know. Uh, Kennedy's on W as well. Let's go Mountaineers. Let's All right, go, baby. Here's a bubble watch game right here. K-State's Ooh. going to Cincinnati. Um, God damn, I feel like the line's telling me to take Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's laying five and a half. Cincinnati's lost six out of seven. But I can't do it, man. Uh, somehow, some way, I feel like Drum Tank's going to will this team into, in, into that uh, first four in Dayton. I'm going to take the culture K-State to grind a tough road game out. I know they're off of two home wins. But they know they keep talking about. It. We just got to get to nine wins. We got to get to nine wins, and they know they have the fog on deck. They're probably not going to win at the fog. I know BYU just won in there. What are the odds? Kansas loses back to back games at home. Um, Hi. This <laughs> very 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 little. If, if the chat wants to know, I will be on Kansas State regardless of the line against Kansas. I'll probably be on Kansas. They 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 fucking own K State in that building. But anyway. Um, I, I'm going to be on K-State here. I think K-State wins the game outright. I think they need this game. Um, I think the gauntlet of the Big 12 is caught up to a team like Cincinnati, and I will take K-State here to grind out another close one um, because that's what they do. Maybe it goes to overtime, and they win another one in overtime. I um, I just think the way that Cincinnati plays, I think Kansas State, they already turn the ball over like three and a half more times than they force turnovers against other teams. I think that number jumps up the way that can, uh, Cincinnati likes to play. And I think Kansas State's going to be a little desperate to try to score points in this game. I'm I'm on Cincy at five and a half. I'm on Cincy all the way up to seven and a half, really. Um, I just... Not really impressed with Kansas State. I know Tang is a pretty good coach. Um, it's just something about something about the Bearcats. They every time you want to pick them, you shouldn't. Every time you shouldn't pick them, you should. It's yeah, they're really weird. Yeah, can't. I mean, we thought we had a read on them, thinking that their their game travels on the road. Really, that was just their offense sucks at home, and now they're playing at home, and I'm still taking them minus five and a half. So let's ride. <laughs> I know we talked about it is you, what is it? You take the four and a half, you lay the five and a half. And mm -hmm. this is that sweet spot with Cincinnati. But I feel like I've been on Cincinnati now for weeks to, to kind of have a breakout game like this. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Ryan. I feel like it's just keep doubling down. That's the only way to do it. Well, that is true. <laughs> Eventually you will break even right when you double down enough. But I, I think I, the culture I I culture here. I I agree. I think I think Kansas State wills themselves into being that play in eleven seed game. I really do. I'll take K State plus five and a half as well. I think yeah. they do that against Kansas. Oh God, they they better not leave it up to the fog. Uh, Kennedy's on Cincy, and by the way, Kennedy, he's four get uh three games above five hundred. And a boy, Kennedy. Bad week He's, coming. Bad week coming. Uh, a little regression. Coming I'll tally us up over the weekend. So we're, we're all we're all in the green this year. It's been a good year for for Big Kennedy Bowl. and I have the exact same record, by the way, chat. So coin <laughs> and me, same thing. You can just flip a fucking coin. There you go. Uh, you want another stinky line? 
<laughs> Let's go to Norman. It's Kelvin Sampson's reunion. He I uh, watched his press conference earlier today. A little bit emotional. Talk about his days in Oklahoma. For those that don't know, um, Kelvin Sampson was the head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners back. God, what were the what were the years he was there? He was in Norman from yeah, early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety four to oh six. Oh six. Yeah. What are they? Damn. Oh two or oh four? Final four. Yeah. I think that's yep. oh two final four. Hollis Price, baby. Yep. Hollis Price. He had an Elite Eight. He had uh Sweet 16 in there. Yeah, he came over from Wazoo, Washington State. He was good there too. He's been good at wherever he's gone. Um this line's this this is the take the five and a half. They lay the For six sure. and a half, take the five and a half. Give me, give me the Sooners. Give, give me the Sooners all day here in a um uh, Bounce back off of Iowa State. They couldn't throw anything in the ocean earlier in the week. Scored 45. Um, Oklahoma's been sneaky at home in these spots. I mean, you look at when Iowa State went to Norman in that Saturday night slot earlier in the year. Um, and you look at BYU when they went there. People don't people don't play well in that building because it's a sleepy spot. I actually think they will show up for this game, though, because it's Kelvin Sampson's return and it's number one in the country. Houston's been getting a lot of pub this week. Uh Give me Oklahoma to pull the upset. So I'll take the points, and this might be my dog. Let's go, Boomer Sooner. This is a, a hilarious matchup because both of the teams, I think, are 14 and 14 ATS. Mm-hmm. So nobody has really outperformed what the lines really think. And I have a feeling that the whole crowd atmosphere for Kelvin Sampson is going to help Houston way more. This is a. This is kind of what Houston would be used to. I would almost rather Oklahoma be playing them in a sleepy spot where the fans didn't show up. But they cannot match the intensity of the Houston Cougars. There is a zero fucking percent chance that this is a single digit game. You can alt this one to nine and a half. <laughs> this isn't even I mean, this, this is this is this is a this is a mid-major matchup for Houston. This is uh, the battle of the systems, right? The lay the five and a half versus the uh, a home dog against a ranked team. I'm going to go the home dog against a ranked team. I think there's sometimes you see it in, I think you see it in all sports to some extent is when a coach plays his former team where he's had success at and, you know, lays it, lays it a little easier than, than he does against other opponents. Or if, you know, if that's kind of the scheduled loss, you might as well, give it to give it to your old uh, employer that's that, that helped you out but i i like i like ou plus five and a half i guess we're going against the five and a half system on this episode and no the system is take back. the five and a half it's take the five and a half lay the six and a half oh i was thinking four and a, take the five and a half lay the six and a half you're right yeah i was yeah, thinking so it was this a four is and a half system. five and a half yeah. so yeah. it is okay so it's a double yeah. system here thank you yeah. thank you ryan i almost I almost scared myself there. So we're on the right side of the system there. Guys, a lot, of, a lot, light. Yeah, well, well, there's only one way to find out. So, uh, Kennedy's on OU as well. Do you know how good Houston is? Yes, we've been talking how about is, it every how show. Is, how is Oklahoma <laughs> going to rebound the basketball against this Houston team? How they do it against Iowa State? They beat Iowa State because Iowa State is not Houston. Well, I mean, they split the regular season title. Houston's well, also you, not the same team on the road. You said they, it yourself. I mean, Both teams are 500 ATS. Dude. Yeah, because Houston gets spreads like twenty-one and nineteen on the regular, not on the ro- not on the road. I mean, they were a five and a half point uh, favorite. What at was TCU their spread too. at? What was their spread at the Coliseum? They didn't play at the Coliseum. 
Okay, so that makes more sense why it was, what, 21? Yeah, that was at home. Like, they were only five and a half against... I know they're a way better home team, obviously, but if you watch Oklahoma and Houston play basketball and you think that Oklahoma can deal with the hecticness that Houston brings, kind of scary. Like, that, the, the way that Porter Moser coaches basketball plays right into that, like, super hectic bullshit being what causes them issues. Hey, uh... Who was Alabama ranked number one last year when they went into Norman too? Um, maybe. Yeah, remember when they lost by what they lose by twenty? Thirty. Thirty. Dude, it's a it's a weird spot. I love the Sooners tomorrow. Let's go. I do too. I like them a lot, Troy. Uh, all right, Rush. This this is this line's gonna scare the shit out of you here. Oh, another. There's your take to five and a half. TCU's gonna win the game. This is the letdown on letdown spots. I keep oh, seeing yeah. BYU social media keep posting the clips of their uh, win at the fog. It's Friday. They posted some more clips. I I, I I love that they're, they're so passionate about the Big 12. They've been a great addition, and I, I'm looking forward to them in March, man, because um, they, they're going to get out of this league, and I think they're going to be better for it. They um, have to win that first game, though. Like, they could be yeah, thinking sweet. Yeah. Like, if they all, it's always that <laughs> they damn go to the first final four. They with the way that they yeah. play, if they make their threes, they could go to the final four like a like a Miami or but if uh, they're off, they're off. Oh man. yeah, and they could they could lose in the round of sixty-four. You know, that that's what I'm saying is opening round, get a little tight. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about this game. I know where you're going though, and I agree. Uh frogs, athleticism, I think bothers BYU. I don't think BYU shoots the ball well tomorrow. They made all these big time shots. Um so yeah, I'm I'm gonna be on the frogs, and I think the frogs are actually gonna win the game outright. I trust they're old man TCU man. They're just they're that perfect take the five and a half with them man. They just grit and grind on the road, and it's a tough matchup for BYU in my opinion. I um I don't know if the athleticism for TCU plays as much because the game's in Provo. I think you might see kind of a carbon copy of that Kansas game where as you get to the last five or six minutes of the game, TCU just starts to run out of steam and BYU just continues to huck. Like no matter what, they're going to huck the shots. It's going to be the third straight five and a half that I lay. Ooh, fuck the system. (laughs) Good luck. So, couple of sides to this is one thing is i guess i kind of have a little bit of a gambling system i do myself and usually when when usually when nfl or it it could be any sport and you got you know three teams like this that are uh that have five and a half point spreads you ask yourself which has the better chance and i i definitely think the system we talk about the plus five and a half has a better chance because you hit two out of three of those there you go 66 percent right there so i'm i'm in agreement there from a system of the system play uh, I'm going to take TCU plus five and a half, but from also the BYU standpoint, you're absolutely right. Ryan is they go out, they beat Kansas and then it's night. It's time to go home and lay one fat egg. It's, it's actually funny. Cause my dad's still getting used to the whole like BYU. My dad's like, how can like BYU beat Baylor and then like lose to Oklahoma state? I'm like, because it's not like they beat Gonzaga and then they play Pepperdine on deck. Like it's, Welcome to the Big 12. It's well, and he also, you know, kind of knows a little bit of it because of BYU's history, but it's just, just especially true. The Big 12, it's just it's a balancing act. You just got to figure out when you can. And you know, we've seen 
BYU losing Provo too. It's not like they're undefeated there. They opened the, up with uh, Cincinnati there. So I like TCU if, plus five and a half. If TCU beats BYU on the road, we need to remember to look back at this, especially if BYU does for some reason get bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament. This could be why. The seeding because of not being able to win this home game could be one or two seeds lower and then you get fucked up in the first round because you don't have, you know, nothing's really a cakewalk in the NCAA tournament, but there are a few lower seeds that good three-pointing, three-point shooting teams can run over. I'll, I'll take it a step further, and I'll give you an example too, Troy. You sometimes see it this time of year where BYU beats a team like Kansas, and then that's their Super Bowl, and then you just yeah. see them fade the rest of the season. We saw that with Wisconsin, what, two years ago. They won their share of the Big Ten Big Cat was at the game. They were going nuts. Never heard from them again the rest of the season, right? So it's we see these teams about this year get their Super Bowl win or get what they think, and they think, oh, we got this locked down. We're going to do well, and then they disappear. You're right. Does that a, happen does, to BYU. Does that apply as much to old white teams? <laughs> I feel like the handicap <laughs> might not affect old white teams as much in that well, in that perspective. What was Wisconsin a couple years? This ago? could, I mean, this could just Weren't be a business for them. The whole team already has three or four wives each. Like this isn't basketball is not even a big deal to them. <laughs> I, I love family of six. Well, sophomore it, year of college. Uh, Rush could talk about this too. They're going to be an interesting draw too in the tournament because they're not allowed to play on Sundays, so they have yeah. to be in a region that's on a Thursday, Saturday. Thursday, Saturday. The, the, the year it actually screwed him. The year after Jimmer Fredette, when they played the first four game and they came back like twenty five points down. Yeah. is a lot of people think they played that first four game because they couldn't play Friday, Sundays. So yeah. they ended up going from it like a 10 seed to that 11 play-in seed. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's we, happened we, before. Yeah. It's, it sucks. And I don't know what the, what the regions are. Cause I, I think BYU, I don't know what, what's their projected seed rush. I think it's around five, five or, six? or six. I've been talking with it with my dad. There's talks that they'll play it either in Salt Lake. They'll play in Salt Lake or no, I'd rather them be a six. They, yeah. And if they're the sixth seed, I think they'll be, end up in Salt Lake or Pittsburgh. Obviously, they want to end up in Salt Lake, but hey, if they're here up in Pittsburgh, I might go watch them. It is but is Salt Lake and Pittsburgh a Thursday, Saturday? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. They, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. So hopefully okay. they end up in Salt Lake. Yeah, dude. I, we don't need them as a five. They are like the typical five seed that would get oh, twelve. Play at twelve. Yeah. Because I, I I won't BYU, but it, but like we said, man, if BYU can get through that first game like Miami did last year, because remember everybody talks about Miami's Final Four run or, or FAU's, they both should have lost in the first round. FAU, yeah, w- w- if if they don't seal the ball or um that uh, up one or down one, they they Memphis goes on the run. Drake had Miami down eight with with five minutes left, so it's just about getting through that first one, man, and that's that's what that's an uh. Nature of the beast, man. Fucking uh, March Madness, baby. Let's go. Uh, all right, lock dog and uh, round robin time. Uh, I'll I'll keep it simple. I'll go to the first game on the schedule. Kevin McCullers out. Baylor Bears by double digits. They're gonna put it on them. They're gonna make shots. Scott Drew is pretty damn good in March too. I mean, he's got a national championship. He's uh, his he's got his team playing better. That zone's gonna bother Kansas because Kansas can't make shots. Part of me wants to lock Houston against Oklahoma because five and a half is just fucking disrespectful to the best team in the nation. 
but the system is locked the biggest spread. So I'm locking Texas at 10 and a half against Oklahoma State. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I won the lock battle, uh, the Cincy Houston earlier. Mm-hmm. Week, so mm-hmm. um, I'm going uh, TCU. And and Kennedy, by the yeah. way, staying in the Fort Worth area, surprisingly. And the anti-Mormon TCU. Mormon. That's what I was called all in high school. So I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I have a shitload of dog candidates here. I could go UCF. I could go West Virginia. I could mm. go K-State. I could go Oklahoma. I could go TCU. I have five fucking candidates. I mean, I have Oklahoma State. I don't think that they're going to win. I hope that they win, but I could see Texas. I think Texas yeah. will win. You know where you're going. I'm going Oklahoma. Oh, I'm going like to Oklahoma to shock the world here. Number one goes down, okay. college basketball. I think I think Houston and Purdue are going to go down tomorrow. I got you back. You take Oklahoma. I didn't. I picked uh, seven favorites to cover, which is definitely going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Holy chalk and march. <laughs> Uh, well, at, by this time in the year, the odds makers have the line so perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, second weekend out to have kind of the better teams. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna benedict my own lay, but I'm gonna go UCF at home as a dog. I like it. I, uh, benedict. I think there's a chance here that you might be right if Oklahoma beats Houston. Uh, you, Iowa State's kicking themselves if they lose the game to UCF. Yeah, and then later yeah. that night, Oklahoma beats Houston, and you're like, "Oh, that was it. That was our chance." Oh, that's a good angle. So if UCF does win, and, and also and Oklahoma Houston, wins, yeah, Houston, Houston <laughs> knows that they're up too. Could be a letdown. Could be a letdown. They don't. They know that they got the Big Twelve one, and, mm. and Boomer Sooner strikes again. <laughs> Houston might hold Oklahoma to like forty three points. 43-42. I thought of a great business idea when, you know, we're, we all, this podcast becomes very successful and we got money and we want to invest in other businesses. We're going to make a reversible jersey for when teams play each other just for Troy. So yeah. we'll, we'll make them the Blackhawks. Uh, what was it? Lightning jersey. We'll make them a UCF uh, uh, Iowa State reversible uh, jersey. But my dog, shocker. Got him behind me on the wall of West Virginia gear. Hey, let's beat Texas Tech. Guns like down. It. Holster him up. Let's go Mountaineers. Yeah. I like I, I I thought about that one too, but you know, I wanted some more juice. Fix it up. And, yeah. Yeah. I'll take the pressure. Yeah. I was gonna say also, uh, Rush, just to add, uh, my buddy, you you know Josh Glaze, right? My yeah. uh my buddy Josh is sending me a Patrick Kane Red Wings jersey now. So yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So I'm ready. I'm ready for the playoffs this year. Who cares if the Capitals make it or not? Let's go Red Wings. Um, for our for our money line round robin. So the only game we all agreed on, I got it right here, was Baylor. So let's throw Baylor in there, and then let's yeah, throw twenty two units. Dog, two, yeah, let's throw two dog money lines. <laughs> let's throw two dog money lines in there that we could all agree on. I, I mean, I'll Troy go UCF. Out, I, yeah, UCF's got to be in there. And then I feel like the smartest parlay would be to take Baylor with lay the points with Baylor, take the points with Oklahoma State, and bet UCF outright. Damn, you're a Benedict. What a, a, a what a 
Troy, what what if we squeeze? Because you, you're well, if you bet everything, you can't point. lose. You what guys are so the, dumb. You just bet just, every team. <laughs> Troy, can we talk you into squeezing West Virginia as the third? West or Virginia what, money line. What about that play of the use? If UCF wins, then OU wins because Houston well, that's, has space. That's that's a. Uh, you could just play UCF Oklahoma with Baylor if you wanted to, but. We could also go for broke since we haven't hit any of the eight, these and play West Virginia as a four-way. Okay. I so can just go. I can go for broke. So we're going I would, Baylor, I would UCF, take, Oklahoma, West Virginia? Yeah, but I would take Baylor's Baylor. Baylor's going to win by four. I would, I would take Baylor and Oklahoma on the spread and then okay. UCF and West Virginia outright as Moneyline plays. Okay. I can get on board with that. I can get on board with that. So the parlay tomorrow, Baylor lay the points, UCF money line, West Virginia money line, um, and Oklahoma take Oklahoma them. with the points in the late. And that's a game. and that's a perfect uh, that's a perfect system play because you lay the five and a half with Oklahoma, but you or you take the five and a half with Oklahoma, but you lay the four and a half with Baylor. System, baby, system. I, I like how I just created the system middle of the year. I was like, you know, this five <laughs> and a half, I, because it kept happening. I'm like, I always this five I, and a half is a fucking tricky son of a bitch. It, it's but, every, it, it, the five and a half tells me it's going to be a back and forth game the whole time, and the the home team's going to grind it out by three or four. That's happened so much, especially with teams like Texas Tech and TCU and Baylor. It's a good um, system. BYU. I, you're right. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was I was gonna say I get way too many questions on any of my uh, any interview that I go to because I have systems engineer in my resume. <laughs> hey, and I yeah, got, I engineer systems. I, What's I, the system? I, I feel good about this bet. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, we probably do need to adjust the way we look at these games coming up here in two weeks because. It's going to be harder for the dog to cover if they're not basically winning the game because all the teams, it's your last game of the year. You're not going to you're not going to be conservative with fouling. You're going to keep fouling, hoping that you can extend your yeah. Season. So we are getting you. That. You could literally have a dog that's catching what seven and a half, eight and a half fucking points, and they've been tied the whole game, tied the whole game, lose by and, ten, and they yep. lose by ten because they just keep fouling. Yeah. So th- that that is something to monitor because nobody's going to call off the dogs in March. That that you're, that's you're, a good you point. Your dogs off for it's either going to be the the dog wins or take this the spread lay the points yeah one or yeah. the other yeah yeah it, it, and the and the other one is too is when we get some of these two three point favorites you might just want to buy the juice and fucking oh. take the money oh line. yeah 100 percent. there's so many games that you'll just get a backdoor fucking three bang like tcu and gonzaga last and year. especially <laughs> as the i mean you're not you're not going to be losing as much juice as we get into more and more competitive games yeah so yeah, it's almost always safer to just take the money line, especially in tournament style play. But yeah. man, if they if they keep giving four and five point spreads to Houston, you're just going to be able to bet that all the way through the Big Twelve tournament too. Hey, man, maybe they could. I hope they lose in the Big Twelve tournament, like UConn did last year, like Baylor did their year. I hope that yeah, they like lose. the second game or something yeah, like that for losing them. Losing the semis to like Kansas mm-hmm. because it'll be a road game in Kansas City. And then fucking run through it in, in, in March. That's what I'm hoping because I, I think we'll all agree. We'll all take Houston to win it all. And they could go on a UConn or Baylor like run where they just blow everybody out in March because they're just going to refocus, reset, and just suffocate the 
shit out of everybody. Because did Baylor win every game by double digits too that postseason? Or did I mean, they have one be, single there was There was one close game. It had to be. Villanova, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, what, a six-point game or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah. Which was crazy with UConn because they didn't have one. I kept waiting for the one, and it never. Actually, it was the first one. Iona had them down at halftime. And then they blew out Iona in the second half. But it just took yeah. it from there. So, yeah. All right, guys. Good show. Um, and shout out to uh, Team Fox. Yeah. We were about at about a hundred people. Get over there, like, subscribe. The Big Twelve experience it helps helps with the bosses, helps with sponsors. Uh, I'll be back here for the college basketball experience. Colby and I at eleven o'clock tonight, and we'll be on Vsin as well. So, um, nice. Troy, what you got going on? Uh, I'm gonna keep drinking and get ready to go to this Caps game. <laughs> uh, Between memes all day tomorrow. Oh, probably. Um, that's my typical Saturday, so I don't know if I'm going to stray. See, that's another system that I created. Uh, <laughs> wake up on Saturday, start tweeting memes, and just keep it fucking rolling. Uh, they do become a little funnier when we get into baseball season because the game of baseball is so slow that you can make and create and tweet out a meme, and the dude's still at bat. So, uh, Dude, that's the worst when you think you got a meme figured out, you're good, hit the send, and it's like, and it's gone. Like and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> baseball is the perfect meme sport that's great uh rush yeah Fox, ever- we're, we're all from the uh northern virginia area originally i'm still up here right by dc and and go to a bunch of the caps and nats games like uh 90 of them probably so yeah. yeah east coast guy for sure and also march ufl ufl go Let's defenders go, um everybody get over there too for for the west virginia side of things ryan and rush show rush what what you got going on I, you'll be you'll be you'll be boots on the ground at the coliseum tomorrow baby oh boots on the ground i'm gonna be feeling good this weekend got got a got a buddy in town good old chuck as you guys know chuck good, good guys in town gonna go to the game tomorrow guys i've discovered something and maybe i'm a little late to the party i love twisted tea man those things go down smooth yeah, you're late. I'm really late to it. But they do have the Twisted Tea Light, which is many calories as a Bud Light, 110. So uh, those are going to be flowing a lot this weekend. We're going to be scary. feeling good. You got to get real real scary with it and start mixing a little bit of whiskey in with the Twisted Tea. Mm, don't tempt me with a good Just time. pump it up to like 15% alcohol. It's like a, the most delicious wine you've ever had. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. for those asking, I know a couple people have been asked about the recap. The recap shows will – uh, resume uh, next weekend uh, as we head into March. So mm-hmm. no, no recap show for us tomorrow. Um, so yeah, we'll be back Monday on the Big Twelve Experience. The main guys are going too long. You got to yeah. get too riled up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I, I I go to bed at like five or six on those guys. Dude, that night. one like six a.m. morning was just like I was so fucking. And then I got compared to Zelensky. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know you're tired when your eyes are just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody get over there, subscribe to the college experience, subscribe to the college football experience. We'll, we'll be talking Big 12 football here soon. Again, big uh, college baseball experience with the Noah Beanick. Get over there, subscribe to all the channels, the main sports gambling podcast. We all come together as one on YouTube.com slash college experience. Subscribe helps. And uh, 
I think that's it. Everybody have a great weekend. Cheers. Happy hour. Made it through another week. And let's see how much money we can win tomorrow. And we will see you later. Let it fly. We're out of here.